Hey everyone, this edition of Ask is so good that I dressed up just for you. So stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome again. This is Ask where you ask questions. I answer them. Sometimes other people join us to answer them as well. You can go to cornerstonebv.org, media page, ask, drop down, and just put in your question. Uh, leave your name or don't. Um, hey, I love, just talking to Steve, love your questions. Um, the briefer you make it, the better, so I don't have to read the whole entire question and given your takes on your thoughts on it. I don't hate that, but maybe do your question and then, you know, take a space space bar and then do your take. So then I don't have to read that on the, on the Ask episode. I don't want to be too picky or judgmental, but just help us out a little bit with that. Um, and uh, make sure you leave your questions and we'll answer them on a future episode. All right? All right, so uh, three really good ones today. Oh, by the way, I am not dressed up for Ask, but... Uh, um, Thanks for seeing my tie. Um, so the first one is regarding Judas. And it said, is there some reason why Judas had to go to such lengths to point out Jesus specifically in the garden? Um, kind of gave some other things, but that's the basic question. Why, why did he go through such lengths? So if you know the story, they're in the garden. Judas comes and he has to go up to Jesus and he says, whoever I give a kiss to, that's who the guy you need to arrest. Um, and so a kiss, would have been on the cheek would have been a sign of really personal close friendship okay so why did he go through those great lengths i mean really not told um it was dark out it was nighttime there's a lot of people there's apostles jesus is there it is possible that part of the guard they, they really didn't know what jesus looked like i know we think yeah he was famous and all that and he certainly was but you know he was common looking he could have easily looked like a lot of the other guys they're dressed very similar and so, you know, so to avoid confusion and Jesus tries to, you know, also maybe uh, you look throughout the Gospels, Jesus was, uh, how many times did he, the crowds try to get him and it just says he kind of passed through. He had this awesome uh, quality to him, superhero-like quality. When he wanted to, he can disappear from crowds. So maybe that was kind of his reputation too. We're really not show, uh, told that. Uh, I think why it's in there that he did that and there's this sort of elaborate telling is it shows the, um, the rejection of someone who's supposed to be his friend in Judas um, and really represents, because he's of the, uh, represents all of his followers would fall away um, and, and, and scatter. Now Judas truly betrayed him and never came back. The other ones did uh, certainly come back to the Lord and they had their, their faith in him. But I think that it just shows how alone he was as he faced the cross that night. Okay, good question. Um, second question, let me get to it. Um, we talk about Jesus being from the line of David, but when Matthew gives a genealogy, he traces from David to Joseph. Joseph certainly probably treated Jesus as a son, but wasn't really an ancestor of Jesus, right? Um, goes on to say, there's other places in the gospel that, that says, wasn't that Joseph's son? Um, and, and that's certainly true. All the other families, their neighbors and people who lived in Nazareth with Joseph and Mary and Jesus and his brothers and sisters, they, 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 um, they didn't have any idea that it was the Holy Spirit who, and Mary, and that Mary was a virgin birth. They didn't know that, right? They, there, there was suspicious circumstances as far as they were concerned. All of a sudden, Mary was pregnant, right? So, um, so that's why they would say that. They truly believed that he was the son of Joseph. So later on, when he starts healing people and teaching all these amazing things, they're like, isn't this Joseph's son? Like, what's the deal, right? So that's kind of the answer to that part. The genealogies is a great question, and scholars have, have, have really um, kind of battled with that one. You have two genealogies in the Gospels. You have uh, Matthew and you have Luke. And they're very different with almost no commonalities, right? And, 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 and so why? And, and, the, and, and really, there's, again, scholars have different 
different opinions on it. Um, but um, one seems to, to, to trace back through Mary's line and one traces back through Joseph's. And so as the question said, well, how's it okay to trace it through Joseph's line when he's not Jesus' actual father? Um, Jewish uh, records would have certainly allowed a stepfather or any type of, you know, someone who was the guardian over to be called an ancestor and it would be fine that you're from his line, right? Um, and, and, and in Luke's case, if it's the line from Mary, that also is kind of different. They don't usually give a genealogy through the mother's uh, line, but a virgin birth is also pretty exceptional. So, uh, so it's certainly fine for him to have done that. So why are they different, right? And, and most likely, like any changes or differences you see in, in the gospel writings, it's the author, right? The author is led by the Holy Spirit and has a very specific audience. Matthew wrote to mostly Jewish people. And so they, um, you'll see a lot of differences in how, you know, a lot of Old Testament scripture and fulfillments of scripture, because Jews, that would have been very important. I mean, this is the king of the Jews. This is the, from the line of David. And so Matthew presents that line from Joseph, which would have been more, uh, uh, um, would have been understood as the right way to do it by a Jewish audience, and traces back to Abraham, which would have been very important to the Jewish audience, that he came from the family of Abraham, right? And then, of course, from the line of David. And, and so that's most likely why he traced uh, the lines through that. And then Luke wrote his to a Gentile and mostly a Gentile audience. So his gospel contains some differences there. And, um, and so most likely uh, that's what he traces his back to Adam. And so wanted to show a little bit something different. They both are accurate because Mary and Joseph are, are Jews. And so they come from Abraham, right? And ultimately both come from Adam. And so uh, they're both accurate, it's just, different purposes behind from the author. All right, hopefully that helps. Okay, uh, let's see, what's my third question? Okay, when did God make the whales and what about insects? <laughs> Listen, God didn't make insects, Satan did. No, I'm kidding, I am kidding. I don't wanna hear your, your emails. Okay, it, it, he made them, they just didn't at first bite or sting, all right? That was after the fall. So anyway, let me kind of just read from you uh, Genesis chapter one. Uh, and God said, let the, and I'm picking it up in verse 20, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea and creatures and every living creature that moves within the water swam according to their kinds and blah, 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 be fruitful and fill the earth. That was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. So whales, day five, okay, easy enough. Um, Verse 24 starts day six, where God said, said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. So the creepy insects, certainly day six, and it was so, and God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So probably most insects, day six, the flying ones, maybe they're encapsulated with the birds. I doubt it, probably day six. So that's what I'm sticking with. We'll find out in heaven if I'm wrong, okay? Great questions, keep them coming, quarterstonebv.org. And uh, you can sign up this weekend is our last time you have to sign up for one of our three services. All COVID restrictions will be lifted uh, starting Memorial Day weekend, the 29th and 30th. So you can come, spread out, it'll be great. We'll worship together. So if you don't have a church home, Come join us. We'd love to meet you. God bless. See you soon.